0: Sometimes, life is yikes.
1: And that's okay. You're not alone. Welcome Welcome to to Yikesland. Hello, and welcome to Yikesland. I'm Chris Fung, and I'm here with my co-host, Jelani Hoon. Uh, and we are here talking about depression and mental illness and sad stuff and my OCD and
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, just going through our experience a list of
1: that. bad things. No, uh, but we are so happy that you are here with us today uh, on another Tuesday. We're okay. proud of you for making it to another Tuesday. I'm proud of you for making it to another Tuesday. My yike.
0: Thank you, thank you, my yike uh, uh, You guys really like me. Thank you, guys, so much. Uh, but welcome to Yikesland, guys. Uh, where, where can they go to find us? If, uh, want if you
1: want that? to interact with us some more, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Yikesland, on Facebook at Yikesland, on Instagram at Yikesland underscore podcast. I hate that. Where you will see how we've been dealing with the issue that we ran out of fingers for episodes. No more fingers. Uh, an issue that I'm grateful for because it means we're in the double digits now.
0: That's right. I don't know if I said that in that
1: voice. Uh, or you can email us at yikesland at uh, We'd really love to hear from you guys. Give us some likes. Give us some yikes or give us your thoughts.
0: Yeah, that's right, guys. We love to hear from you guys. We want to interact with you guys out there. We want a, we want to build a relationship and a community with you guys out there. If you guys are feeling like you need someone to talk to, because one of the best things you can do uh, when dealing with mental illness um, and depression is talk with someone. And if you can't find someone, Please do send us something if you want, an email, um, and we'll try and interact back with you as well. Or just follow us on on, on our uh, social media pages and things like that, and you can find out about more updates about us. And, uh, you know, just please, just interact with us, and we will try and interact back with you as much as we can. So, thank you.
1: So we're going to start it off like we always do, except this time I'm asking first, Jelani, how are you?
0: This is, this is, this is throwing me off. Everything's so different. Double digits. Double everything's digits, different. Everything shall change.
1: Year of the pig. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I don't know how that
0: relates, but that's right. It is Chinese New Year, isn't it? It oh, is not it Oh, boy. Well, uh <laughs> it's not my year uh as uh i was born in the year of the snake but uh yeah how i've been recently uh of course last last week uh we talked about uh the bone chilling uh dream that i had
1: uh yes indeed
0: recovering from that uh i felt the depression hit me very hard and it may have been like the huge swing in temperature we've had. Oh yeah. Cause we've basically went through, I don't know all the temperatures. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, so I have been feeling I've been a little bit down. I've been, you know, really sluggish. I've been uh, still trying to do more stuff and do more things. So I, I've, I've pushed myself to get out and do more things out there and, you know, hang out with some friends or see a show or something like that so uh it's it's been a little sluggish lately and i've been you know not like spiraling or anything like that but it's 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 like i'm like moving in molasses if you will <laughs> you know it's it's not it's not n- the normal me so like i can feel it like i'm like just really just like kind of like move like very like antsy very just yeah. like i can't like deal with this right now but like um i'm not spiraling like that i'm i'm holding my ground you know so that's pretty much where i am at this moment how about you how are you doing
1: um i am all right i'm i'm good and bad i feel like recently i've been more up and down than normal although that might have to do with the fact that I started drinking a bunch more coffee and so then when I drink coffee I'm like temporarily falsely happy um but no I've been just mostly focusing on working so very much Um, but trying to frame that as a positive thing where, uh, I know that it definitely bothers a lot of people in my life, like friends, but then also just like casual acquaintances, uh, and my family and everybody, uh, it definitely bothers people, uh, that I work so much. And I know it's not necessarily sustainable or long-term healthy, but sometimes in the short term is what I feel like I need to do and also what I feel keeps me going. Um, And so that's why I do it. And I know that sometimes my relationships with other people suffer because of that, Um, but it's also definitely like been keeping me alive and stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in the really extreme sense of the word, but just like the long-term general sense. Um, And so I have been working a ton, but also been trying to, think of it in a really grateful way where I am healthy enough to work and strong enough to work and, uh, I am lucky to have the opportunity to get to do what I do. So, um, it's tiring, but I've sort of been almost intentionally tiring myself, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, have you found time for just, what's the word here? Uh, normal like Play, happy activities like <laughs> just... <laughs> have you been playing like I have. have you been playing stuff have you been like reading or trying to like really like get back into like have you seen a movie lately Have you? Have you done, i like, haven't
1: a... seen a movie actually i would like to see a movie um but more so i've just been playing kingdom hearts here and there while i can i do not know what's going on because of how i <sighs> did not play any of the other kingdom hearts games um it's, it's, a, it's, a, trip. it's a small a trip. issue um, a trip. <laughs> but no i i've been playing that and enjoying that and um been trying to reconnect with some older friends that i haven't seen in a while um because mm-hmm. i as i mentioned in previous episodes i used to live in california and new york um mm-hmm. and especially because of the lunar new year i've been reaching out to my other friends whether they're chinese or not but who's also have new years around this time and mm-hmm. uh have been reaching out to them so that's been nice um and even though we kind of only have time for short conversations um full of pig emojis that has also been a good feeling so nice has been nice. trying to do some of that well get in the friendship where i can even though i know i don't have time for like long friend brunches well, that's my idea of luxury friendship yeah classic luxury friendship friend brunches i don't know
0: friend brunches is the is the classic like friendship like
1: in millennial world yeah i feel like yes you think so yeah i feel like people are always asking you to go to brunch (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> all right, all it's right. Just, i i thought that i would escape it when i like moved away from new york but it turns out in bayview there's just as much brunch as there is on the upper mm. east side
0: mm.
1: okay okay
0: um well this kind of leads us into i mean it basically leads us into like a topic which is uh kind of relationships but more in the the straining of friendships that mental illness and depression can bring um we have uh we see ourselves as like we have these bonds with people we create these bonds with people and sometimes there can be some strain brought on from either um the mental illness that we're dealing with as like the receiving or the other person or maybe even both at the same time and uh i don't know what what is your outlook on like you know how to handle like these like relationships that we we build with people who are um essentially like our closest friends or or even just like maybe even acquaintances or things like that like how do we keep that from straining too much when we are where we are
1: well i think um this is you know you and i have talked before about how a lot of people in our circles tend to have depression yeah. and it's not that I am putting a little thing in my Instagram bio that says, Oh, and I'm only friends with depressed people. Yeah. But, uh, I think that other depressed people tend to be attracted to me, not in a romantic way, just in the regular sense of attracted. Okay. Uh, and I tend to be attracted to other depressed people, um, or people who struggle with other mental illnesses or, you know, especially other OCD people for me. Um, but I think that, uh, that kind of creates, um, that can create weird situations if you're at different places in your depression struggle or cycle or path, um, or however you like to look at that. Cause obviously, um, having depression when you're feeling worse, It becomes like your main thing, you know, it's what what your whole life is about for a while, because sometimes you don't have the energy to be around your friends. You just barely have the energy to feed yourself and stuff like that. So it becomes kind of like your main identity and everything that you're wearing. And so everything is filtered through that lens. So there will be times then when you and other depressed friends even aren't matching up. Uh, in terms of what you guys both need or are able to put out and that can become you know a problem Uh, but then I also do still have some friends who aren't depressed that then aren't going to be able to you know they can empathize with but not fully be where I am in terms of me talking about my depression Mm. so there's a couple different like sort of ways that this can match up or not match up between two depressed people or a depressed and a not depressed person. Um, and that kind of thing in each relationship is just going to be different. Even though you see stuff, you, you kind of, you can see a couple, a couple trends that happen there.
0: Um, yeah, there's, so for me, uh, with this topic here, uh, so dealing with the depression that I have, right, and, um, uh, the way that I've, like, battered myself mentally and, you know, emotionally brought myself down and everything like that, um, I have caused, like, some strain on, like, some relationships and things like that that I've had, like, with, with uh, friendships. And, uh, I used to have, like, a I I was pretty close with a, a few friends, um, And uh, we were close, like, uh, as as brothers, if you will. But I found myself, uh, in the midst of, like, my spiraling out and everything that I did, um, really almost cutting them off, right? Yeah, isolating yourself. And I was more of an isolation, and and it wasn't anything against them, really. It was more of just, I couldn't... I couldn't see myself... um, at that point where the 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 way that i I had thought to my thought to myself was that it was why would anybody want to be friends with me right, and they shouldn't be friends with me because i I'm not good worthy you know? yeah, you know, and i'm i they shouldn't want to be friends with me right, and they're I'm just gonna end up like losing them anyway, so like i'll just I'll just get it over with now and just like hey you know i I uh you know stop talking to them and make distances and everything like that and it uh strained out those relationships um pretty bad and uh you know funny like you know it's 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 hard to say like why i did what i did you know like at that moment like at that moment it seemed like it was the right thing to do to me because it was just i didn't think that they we're gonna want to be my friends eventually and so why not get it over with now because i shouldn't be friends with anybody, you know
1: and you think now that that's one of those uh lies that your depression tells you
0: yeah i mean as we've gone through this podcast more and more and like talked more and more and like i've heard your views and you know i've talked through my views and things like that like i can see like yeah that was more of just me spiraling out me uh listening to the lies that it tells me and everything like that so it breaking the bonds that we have with people i don't think is the right path but to a person in our state of mind it sounds like the right thing to yeah do. it feels and like it makes sense and it's really hard like i don't think that i could have been convinced not to do what i did you know where sure. i just like just broke the bonds and like just distanced myself sure. you know um because at that point where like I even thought like you know when all this happened like it it just like breaking it off and like distancing myself because it was like at the same time like it's gonna end anyways they're gonna leave me anyways and at the same time like maybe even like deeper down where I was like I'm gonna leave them anyways because of where I am in my mind you know I'm just sure. going to I'm probably just gonna leave them anyway so might as well just save them the pain. And like, I, they don't have to worry about it, you know? So like, we're not friends. And so like, when I'm gone, like, they're not going to worry about it, you know? And so that right there, I think it's, 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 it's a tough situation when you're dealing with that. And like, for someone in our mental state, like it's, it's never going to sound like not the right thing to do, you know?
1: Yeah. But I would point out though, that you, uh, you seem to have created like a genius workaround for yourself or a way around this uh because um probably as you guys know jelani does other podcasts and if you haven't seen them check them out but uh you've created like a like a that's a genius hack right there because Mm -hmm. you are um you've set it up so that you're almost forced to interact with other people Mm -hmm. um you know and obviously that people that you do podcasts with um are your friends and even become deeper friends with you and they see you on a regular enough basis that uh you know it's not like with casual friends and especially in adult friendships it's hard to make time to hang out but it's like a predetermined thing um and so that's actually a really cool like almost i don't i don't know that you like mean it this way but it's a really cool hack and <laughs> yeah. uh like treatment against your depression and the things that you would tend to do because your depression's like hey do this man yeah, um, I, yeah. so that's awesome I these, yeah you know? i do
0: have all these workarounds right now where it's and i do feel like i i have this strong bond with like everyone who i have these shows with and um you know everyone every anyone who i have any of these shows with um I feel like I, they were either people that I wanted to be closer uh, with, and I found myself like creating this like bond with them over the podcast more, and that bond like strengthening, and you know, I hold each and every one of the hosts um, of all the shows um, just, you know, really in my heart, and like realizing, especially since we started this podcast, like realizing what we've you know, what we're doing or trying our goal is and like really just talking it out and really like having this kind of weekly like therapy session between us and between us as well. Um, I can see that I'm realizing more and more of like, what paths I should take easier because I'm talking it out and like, I'm like relating it with like not only you, but maybe even other people who I've talked to who've listened to to the show and i would hope that like i don't walk down the path and like you know the people who i've you know strained that bond with and you know broke i like it's regret that i'm gonna have you know and i I wish that i hadn't like shattered those bonds but like at the same time like we are i am where i am now and like i hope that like maybe one day you know the bonds can heal and uh You know, we'll see each other again down the road. But um, in the state that I was in, like, it sounded like the right thing to do. You know, and sometimes, like, when you're in the state that we're in, like, the right thing to do in your mind isn't actually right. Yeah, and I wouldn't
1: necessarily say that it's the wrong thing to do. Like... I would say that it's not the right thing to do in that it's not based on the real truth. It's based on your depression truth. But at the same time, it's not necessarily the wrong thing to do. Like, you're not a bad person for having done it. I think it's perfectly understandable um, to have that reaction. And I think a lot of people have that reaction. There are lots of people that I... I mean, especially during the Great Depression, I was basically just shut down and I didn't talk to anybody. And at that time, I was so bad off that I wasn't even aware of the people that I wasn't talking to or wasn't responding to enough to be like, oh man, I'm I'm in too bad of a spot right now to respond, but I hope they forgive me later. Like I just didn't think about them at all and it wasn't out of like a cruelty or a lack of like what would have been a normal caring for them it's just that i didn't care for myself i didn't care for like living and i didn't care for anything and so i was incapable of being like i hope i don't hurt this person's feelings by not responding to them and so like i would hope that i i didn't really i wouldn't say that i lost any friends during that period in a very active way but i definitely became accidentally distant from some people um if we, you know, just if we had been closer, had been talking all the time, and then just over time, I sort of disappeared and became a shell of myself. Um, I don't think that, for me, that it sort of created any like breakups as far as friendships went. Um, but my depression definitely has strongly affected my actual relationships to the point of breakups or almost breakups, um, Mm -hmm. because of the kind of like the standard of interaction that you usually have in a romantic relationship that you wouldn't necessarily have in a friendship. Um, you know, but then again, it also provides an opportunity to almost like sort out who's really going to be there for you and care for you forever for free. Like, not that I recommend (laughs) you try becoming catatonic with depression but like i absolutely found out who is always going to be in my corner you know and who was just like maybe sometimes going to be in my corner Mm. um because they i you know i had friends that came out and visited me um and family too uh even though Like when they visited me, I had like all these crazy knots in my hair and like didn't want to be seen. And like some of the time I would shut myself in the bedroom and I was trying really hard to interact with them. And I felt awful and very ashamed that I couldn't interact with them normally and be the me that they remembered. But like they loved me anyway. Um, And so I am still not that I would want to go back to that, but I am obviously still grateful that it showed me who's just there for you no matter what.
0: Mm. yeah and yeah that's that's one of the great things about like the bonds we create with other people and the friendships we make like sometimes you're you can make friends that are sometimes even closer to you than family you know and um the people who are going to be there with you and people like some, i mean some of the friends we even have uh, like the bonds we created like are strong right and we see ourselves in each other's corners a lot and um chapping each other and caring for one another you know and one of my work like again one of my weird workarounds that i've like created as i don't know the depression hacker uh it's it's more of like relying on the strength of the bonds that i've created you know and so I'm hoping that I'm still cultivating like the bonds that I have with people and continuing to like strengthen those bonds so much so that like, if I end up spiraling, I can try to pull myself out of it, like with a break break glass in case of emergency, depression emergency plan um, that I enacted a little while ago. And based on like the caring and the bonds that I created, be able to pull myself out. And like, I hope that others who would be spiraling as well or who would be distancing themselves would also realize that like you know that we're also here for them as well if, if they're like falling you know and we want to catch them as well you know and so that's you know it goes both ways like the, the bonds are strengthened both ways i mean if like if you fall i want to help mm-hmm. try and catch you as well and if like like other friends we have out there like are falling and spiraling like i want to send as much you know support and as love as possible to help you know not you know not pull them where they should be going but you know help guide them back to where they believe they should be you know and where they 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 a better place they should be yeah you know so
1: And I mean, uh, so far we've mostly been talking about what it's like on our end, but there is also the thing that happens, you know, where somebody else that you are friends with, uh, either they're depressed and they start pulling away from you. And then you have to just like, you have to have empathy for that because you've done that (laughs) to other people as well. Uh, But then another thing that I wanted to ask about is how do you deal with your friendships with people who aren't depressed and so even though they might clinically understand what depression is like or you know have listened to you a little bit and you know be good at empathizing and stuff like that um you know how much do you filter yourself or change your behavior uh with them you know or do you not do that or do you just be like here's what depression is experience it through my words
0: (laughs) uh to my like to my really close friends and, and people who I've like really strengthened bonds with, I talk with them a lot, you know, and, and I do, you know, a lot of the hosts that we have, you know, I, I've, I've cultivated those relationships with them and um, not everyone I, I have is just like clinically depressed or anything like that. But um, I feel like that I can, I can get different views on, on Yexland, on, on this Yexland that I live in. And, um, those bonds that I've cultivated, like they they are strong, simply because you know that the 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 friendship we have and 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 everything that like we went through and like things we talk about, like I don't find myself filtering myself, sure, um, very much. Like I again, I won't like go into like graphic detail on everything, but that uh, happens with me. But at the same time, like talking with them and you know, really like getting to know them and getting like opening up about myself. Like I don't find myself like doing like too much like masking of that. I I can do that with like maybe like coworkers or um, people who, you know, are acquaintances and things like that, where I won't tell them about like every horrible thing that's going on in my life. But uh, I find myself falling into the to the thing of like if People who aren't close friends know that I am depressed, which I think like not now, now <laughs> like I mean, it's too late. It's too late. Like uh, I, I find myself just falling more of just like the mask of like oh I'm, you know, like over jokingly compensating for like yeah. yeah I'm fine. You know this is this is fine. I'm just gonna go home and you know get some sleep and hope I don't wake up. I'll see you later. You know <laughs> just you know but like it's i don't find myself filtering myself so much with like people who i have cultivated friendships with now and a majority of my friends now are do have some sort of like past bouts with like either like mental illness or depression and like they they know the experience so it's more about like relating with them too but like those who aren't in that state of mind like i can still find myself like still being able to open up and i do try to be like an open book i don't like really like like secretive life of you know anything like that so um, if someone was to ask me something I would either be hesitant but I would probably still like talk about it anyways but it's not it's not something where I'm just like oh I'm not gonna talk about that bye you know no I I try to be more open and honest about it and everything that I do what about you do you find yourself like changing yourself differently for people who Um, aren't of are cut from the same cloth i don't know yeah. what, the, what the word
1: is no i think i think i do um in some cases uh not because i don't have any problem telling you know with people knowing i'm depressed or have a history of depression or other stuff obviously it's so again you, mm. it's too late it's already out there yeah. and even before doing this you know i would try to talk about it on social media um enough And I say enough because I think that there comes a point where I I've always feared that if you talk about your depression too much or issues too much, people are going to get irritated with you for being sad all the time, you know, which is that sad. Like you should be able to just talk about it. Yeah. Um, but, but it's just, it's a thing that I've always feared. Um, and, uh, So I, you know, I've tried to talk about it the right amount where I'm like, here is honestly how I'm feeling or what this is like. Um, And even when I was in the Great Depression um, and had picked at my face a bunch, there's multiple times that I shared selfies um, on Instagram and Facebook of all of the pics that I had and Mm -hmm. was like, this is what I'm going through. This is what it looks like, like still a human being. Um, cause I think that there's some like physical dark sides of depression that we maybe don't see as much. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when you're depressed, you tend to stay inside. And then when you have picked your face into a constellation of scabs, you're really ashamed of it. And so it's hard to show that to people. Um, and it would take me a lot of bravery to go out in public like that. Um, and it took me a lot of bravery to post stuff like that online where it's there forever now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, thought it was important. Um, and so I do tend to talk about it and be pretty open, um, when it's a general sense where, you know, if I put something on social media and somebody doesn't want to read it or see it, they can just unfollow me, you know? Okay. And like, if it's not healthy for them to see it, or if they just don't want to, like they don't want that negativity in their life or something <laughs> yeah. like they can just unfollow me and I won't be insulted at all. Cause I'm like, they just didn't want or need that input. But for some people it would be meaningful. Um, so I tend to put it out there a lot more when it's a general sense or like this podcast where hopefully if you're listening to this, you haven't been tied to a chair and you're being forced to listen to me, but you actually want to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but with friends who have like never experienced depression, I almost want to protect them from me saying so many sad things in a row. Yeah. And so I do think that I filter myself um, not because I don't trust them with my inner thoughts or anything, but just because I'm like, oh, man, why make such a happy person sad knowing the horrors that are happening in my brain?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't see myself, like, walking up to, like, one of my non-depressed friends or anything like that. And it's like, hey, here's what's happening with me and yeah, i going through. It, like, but I mean, I will stay if they ask about it. I'll I'll talk, but I won't like talk so much that it will bring them down but i will still talk about it yeah and i don't
1: think there's necessarily anything wrong with like it's if you are talking to somebody who's not depressed and you accidentally make them sad it's not that you have done a bad thing um because at a certain point if you guys are friends they should just be like hey this is starting to bring me down and either i do have the strength for that right now or i don't have the strength for Mm -hmm. that right now and either of those answers is okay and valid um and so you know it's not necessarily that we should be so afraid to tell our non-depressed friends that we're depressed or the nuances of what we're going through um it's just that i do accidentally do that because i'm like oh but they're so happy let's let them be that way yeah um but i also I, i would say for sure that the majority of my friends either struggle now or have struggled at some point with depression or other mental illness or other traumas. And so there's at least some common ground there where it is at least, uh, you know, it's it's familiar territory for them, even if it's not what's happening to them right now. And so they're also a little bit uh, prepa- more prepared to be like, to bow gracefully out of the conversation if it's about to hurt them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because um, it's not your responsibility to like respond and give energy to somebody like every second of the day when they're sad, you know, cause mm-hmm. then you'll die. Yeah. But, uh, but if you, if you do have it, you know, it's nice to be able to be there for people. And so I'm very grateful for the people who, whether they are or aren't depressed do like listen to me whenever they can. And I try to be that for other people. And I too struggle with the thing where you, don't want to tell people no don't tell me your problems right now yeah. like cuz you're going to hurt me or whatever um that's something that i think it's it's an important skill but it's a hard skill uh and for me it's like a constant learning process all the time with every new friend that i make is how do i set this boundary with them and that how do i re-express it over and over again with time or not depending on whether it comes up
0: yeah how do i how do i walk through the minefield Yeah. you know so yeah I mean but it's totally worth it it's, it's worth it for you know the bonds will be great and the relationships we, we can create because if you if you have a strong friendship if you have strong bonds with people um, it can lift you up you know yeah. it, it can it can help you know and they're there for you you know if people are out there who are listening and watching like people who are your friends and people who are as close to you as your family you know they're there for you and if you need them you know they're they can be there for you you know and at the same time like you can choose to shut people out or you know like i did or you can you know realize it like talking and and being open and trying to not just isolate yourself is not the not the exactly the always the right path you know yeah and so you know i i'd hope that like people out there can can relate to that in some way
1: and I think sometimes the concept of even uh like objectively knowing that somebody is there for you uh can even be enough over you know you don't necessarily even have to talk to them a lot Mm. of times for me I'll just think about the fact that I have somebody that cares about me so much (gasps) that they would listen to me and that makes me feel better and stronger and it doesn't make me not depressed but it it helps a bunch just the mere fact that they exist um and i think the internet and like the way that we use phones now and social media makes it both easier and harder because you're in a way you have the opportunity to be in constant contact with somebody um and that can be hard if they are expecting you to respond immediately and you don't have mm-hmm. the energy to do that. And especially if, you know, if they get insulted, they're like, why did they not respond to me? And it maybe you just like have social anxiety or you were feeling really bad in that moment mm-hmm. or you were legitimately busy, but then later your social anxiety makes you feel worse about it. Yeah. Um, all of that stuff happens to me all the time. Um but it can make it a little bit easier in the sense that I have friends that I'm so close with them that, uh, you know, if I message them and they don't respond, I'm like, whatever. And I'll just keep messaging them like 10 more things because I needed to say something. And I know that they'll read it when they have time or energy. Mm. Um and that they probably won't read it right now, but that they're going to read it at some point and care about me. And like neither of us is insulted at all in that situation. It's just mm-hmm. normal. Um, and they'll do the same thing to me where they'll like just talk about their problem, like paragraphs and paragraphs. Mm-hmm. And they know that I will get back to them at some point when I can. Um, and so in that way, like being able to reach each other all the time is a little bit easier. But it just it depends on what relationship you have with that person because you can't no. be like texting a casual acquaintance and then ghost them like that's mean Yeah. but then i have friends i'm super close to where i'm like i'm not gonna respond to them for a week and i'm not even gonna tell them i'm not gonna respond to them for a week but they know what's going on and they're still gonna love me
0: hmm. yeah so each bond is different but uh you know it's it's a it's a, it's a weird minefield to to cross you know and like you, you hope that you don't like accidentally or on purpose uh break that bond but it does happen and you know our our state of mind and living in yikes land that we are in like it's not always going to be perfect and we're not always going to be able to hold you know just the, the strain from from breaking that bond yeah. but
1: and there are going to be people that you legitimately can't be friends with because of the place that you are at or they are at and you might just have to let that go and that's really sad but you also, you know, you have to protect yourself and take care of yourself and they have to do the same for them. So, you know, you hope that in these situations you kind of it kind of sorts itself out, you
0: know. Yeah. I, I mean, when someone is in the, in the state of mind that we are in, like you can't like pull them in the direction you want mm-hmm. them to go. They got to be they, they have to get there by themselves, yeah. you know, like um, and that's that's true with this, you know, this 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 relationship uh stuff that we do as well we can't force someone to be friends with someone or we can't force anybody to keep bonds with each other but you know it's all about you know hopefully that they can find where they where they want to go and hopefully it leads them to a place that betters them as well you know and so um decisions that, like with the with the relationships that i have and the friendships that i have like i can Um, I hope that they, they last for a long time and, you know, maybe even forever. But, uh, at the same time, like, uh, I know that like sometimes some bonds will fall away, but I, I don't, you know, I don't ever want there to be like any ill will or anything like that because of like where I am, you know, and the state of mind that I'm in. But, you know, I hope that like where I am headed, like it it takes me to a better place, you know, like, you know, to a better me, you know, hopefully. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I, I think inserting blame into the situation is never helpful. No. So it's just whatever. I always hope that even when I'm depressed and stop responding to everybody, that uh, people will just come out the other side with me. And that when I'm like, hey... I just woke up. Sorry, I didn't talk to you for a year and a half. Like I was in bed. My bad. They'll yeah. be like, oh, that's OK. Happens to me, too. Classic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and it's not always going to happen that way. And you can't blame them or you for it. Um, and I would encourage you not to blame yourself for the people that you, yeah. you know, cut off because it's like. No, it's not. I uh, I guess It's not how everything would be if Yikesland didn't exist, but Yikesland Mm -hmm. does exist. And so sometimes that stuff is going to happen and making yourself feel bad about it is just going to make things worse exactly.
0: so, and so you know like,
1: you're still good and they're still good and maybe your paths have separated and maybe they'll come back together someday yeah
0: maybe they will so, maybe they won't but at the same time i hope that like both paths end up in a, in a, in a better place yeah. you know and so whatever happens and whatever decisions like we make you guys make or people who are friends with you make you know know that you know blaming or you know being reg- regretful and and resentful or something like that as well it's not the path to go but you know sometimes you know while distancing yourself can be detrimental to like getting to a better place sometimes it's what you need at that moment and if you do need it step back a little bit and hopefully the bonds you've created like are strong enough to hold that strain but at the same time like you know know that the people do care about you as well and know that like people will always be there for you if they, if you needed. Um, but at the same time, if you need to distance yourself, that's one way to go. And hopefully that you can, it can lead you to a place that's better and not that you're on a spiraling self-destructive path, you know, um, that's never the way to go. So, yeah, I think, uh, with that main topic out of the way, I think we can end off on like a little small little tidbit thing. Uh, what's one of our cool little segments? Oh, uh, depression foods. Have you, uh, fallen back into any depression foods?
1: Um, I have actually been eating almost regular person food recently. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like I've been eating a lot and I have been hungry, like a normal person. (laughs) And I haven't been like, like I wish I had time to cook for myself and stuff like that. And like, Go to the grocery store like every day just to get the stuff that you want for just dinner that night, mm. which maybe isn't a Wisconsin thing. But like, you know, when I lived in New York, that's you would just walk past a 100 grocery stores on yeah. your way to the subway and then you just pick up whatever you need for dinner that night and then you would cook it. And I do miss doing that. Um, I but do enjoy I've, that a yeah, lot. I've it's... been eating almost, almost like a normal person. Oh, boy. Um, so that's... That's wild. Uh, But I will talk about a depression. This isn't a food, but it was like a comfort uh, depression (laughs) ingestible that I had (laughs) in the past that makes it sound like it's about to be a drug. It's not about to be a drug. It's uh, fizzy vitamins. Fizzy vitamins. Yes. So uh, I studied abroad in Italy when I was in college, and in Italy, they take their vitamin they're like effervescent i think the translation is effervescent uh so they are effervescent vitamins almost like alka-seltzer okay so they come in a hard plastic tube um okay and it's like kind of a citrus flavor is the one that I used to have and then you put it in your water and then you drink your vitamins okay right. um, only I just would become really dependent on that because I'm like well if I'm not gonna eat at least I'll have these effervescent vitamins <laughs> so when I was super depressed and living in Florence which how can you be depressed when your literal front yard is the Duomo mm-hmm. because depression's not a choice but um, yeah. I when I was super depressed I would uh, eat if I wasn't having spoonfuls of Nutella, I would eat the effervescent vitamins. Nice, nice. So that's one cool. of mine. How about you?
0: <laughs> Recently, I've been eating like a trash monster. But uh, excellent, love it. Go on. Yes, uh, I've I've been having uh, popcorn dinners.
1: Ah, I think I mentioned popcorn as one of my previous uh, yes. depression foods. So I I'm uh, five five stars out of five already on whatever recipe you're about to say. That's
0: right, and so one. <laughs> one of the things i fallen into right now is i will pop uh, a bag of popcorn
1: okay so on. like a a movie theater style yes, or movie, like movie theater okay. style popcorn i just want uh, the butter content is what exactly, i'm wondering right. about
0: so movie movie theater style popcorn um i won't go overboard with like the, the extra butter and like that but movie theater style okay because um, i love the movie theater style popcorn um take that pop it and then i'll throw it into a big bowl right and okay. this will be my dinner right and so <laughs> one of the things extra salt or no so this is what i'll do
1: all right i'm sorry continue <laughs>
0: asian, in asian cuisine right we have some we have a seasoning right it's not really a seasoning it's not supposed to be a seasoning but we use it as seasoning it's based. it's chicken bouillon right but it's the powdered <laughs> form right okay it's a, It's. it's like we use it to season stuff but we're not it's not for that it's supposed to make like broth yeah but that's what Asians use it for. And so I will take like a little spoonful of the powdered like chicken bouillon and just like so sprinkle, that you can have chicken popcorn. Sprinkle it over my big bowl of popcorn and like toss it a little bit, maybe throw a little black pepper if I feel wow, exciting about it. Wow,
1: that's
0: fancy. Fancy, but that's what I'll do because uh, I guess, like, I want to die sooner and, like, I'm going <laughs> to up my salt intake because that's basically what I'm doing is basking it in chicken salt. Yeah,
1: chicken salt.
0: Yeah, so that's that's I've been doing that a lot lately and I know that I probably shouldn't be doing that, but it's so comfortable for me to sit with a big old... Like tub of chicken tub popcorn, of pop- <laughs> and it was, it's one of my favorite things to do at a at a movie theater too. Like, goes like just a big old, just a big old. Tub. Do you
1: bring your chicken seasoning to I'm, the movie theater? Like, I'm
0: now I'm going to think about you it. Could. Like, I'm just I'm gonna, sure I'm you could. I'm sure you get, a get salt away shaker with it. And like, fill it with some chicken. Yeah. Just like because I don't. Just have they say
1: secretly. you're not supposed to bring in outside food, but they don't say anything. Do. Oh, I was we gonna say, we do. even if you got caught, like there's no rule about chicken seasoning listen
0: i like flavor and i need to take a trip to flavor town while i'm watching this movie (laughs) so yeah uh that's that's my depression food is it gross maybe but it's what i like (laughs) right now so uh thank you guys so much for joining us here on yikes land uh our depression and mental health uh podcast uh You can find us on Twitter at YikesLand, on Facebook at YikesLand, uh, Instagram at YikesLand underscore podcast. Um, If you guys have any questions or topic ideas or anything like that, or if you just want to connect with us, uh, just send us an email at YikesLand at gmail.com. And uh, we'll try and answer the emails from you guys um, if you guys have any questions or topics or or anything like that. So um, we want to build this community out and everything like that. Uh, Chris, if someone is feeling on the edge or is feeling just spiraling out, uh, where where can they go to? You find guys help?
1: can uh, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, it's confidential. They're available 24/7, um, so it's a really great resource if you feel like you really need somebody to talk to you and you don't feel like you have anyone to talk to. Um, you can reach them at 1-800-273-8255. It's 1-800-273-8255. We want you guys to have someone to talk to, but I know there are times in my life where I didn't either have anyone or feel comfortable enough talking to anyone in person um, or that was in my life. Um, And so this is a good resource for you to reach out if that is what you need
0: yeah and so thank you guys so much for joining us here once again uh thank you so much for making it to this tuesday because it is tuesday and every tuesday with you is a wonderful tuesday so uh this has been your host jelani hoon along with host chris fung thank you guys so much and hopefully you guys are out there enjoying the views from yikes land thanks guys next week